17. X months in winter. 10. Infant bathing. The first week of a child's life it should not be entirely stripped and washed. It is too exhausting. After a child is over a week old it should be bathed every day. After a child is three weeks old it may be put in the water and supported with one hand while it is being washed with the other. Never, however, allow it to remain too long in the water. From 10 to 20 minutes is the limit. Use pear soap or castile soap, and with a sponge wipe quickly, or use a soft towel. Nursing. 1. The newborn infant requires only the mother's milk. The true mother will nurse her child if it is a possibility. The infant will thrive better and have many more chances for life. 2. The mother's milk is the natural food, and nothing can fully take its place. It needs no feeding for the first few days as it was commonly deemed necessary a few years ago. The secretions in the mother's breast are sufficient. 3. Artificial food. Tokologi says, the best artificial food is cream reduced and sweetened with sugar of milk. Analysis shows that human milk contains more cream and sugar and less casein than the milk of animals. 4. Milk should form the basis of all preparations of food. If the milk is too strong, indigestion will follow, and the child will lose instead of gaining strength. Weaning. The weaning of the child depends much upon the strength and condition of the mother. If it does not occur in hot weather, from 9 to 12 months is as long as any child should be nursed. Food in weaning. Infants cry a great deal during weaning. But a few days of patient perseverance will overcome all difficulties. Give the child purely a milk diet, graham bread, milk crackers and milk, or a little milk thickened with boiled rice, a little jelly, applesauce, etc. may be safely used, cracked wheat, oatmeal, wheat gerb, or anything of that kind thoroughly cooked and served with a little cream and sugar, is an excellent food, milk drawn from the breasts. If the mother suffers considerably from the milk gathering in the breast after weaning the child, withdraw it by taking a bottle that holds about a pint or a quart, putting a piece of cloth wrung out in warm water around the bottle, then fill it with boiling water, pour the water out and apply the bottle to the breast, and the bottle cooling will form a vacuum and will withdraw the milk into the bottle. This is one of the best methods now in use. Return of the menses. If the menses return while the mother is nursing, the child should at once be weaned, for the mother's milk no longer contains sufficient nourishment. In case the mother should become pregnant while the child is nursing it should at once be weaned, or serious results will follow to the health of the child. A mother's milk is no longer sufficiently rich to nourish the child or keep it in good health. Care of the bottle. If the child is fed on the bottle great care should be taken in keeping it absolutely clean. Never use white rubber nipples. A plain form of bottle with a black rubber nipple is preferable. Children should not be permitted to come to the table until two years of age. Chafing. One of the best remedies is powdered like a podium. Apply it every time the baby is cleaned, but first wash with pure castile soap. Pear soap is also good. A preparation of oxide of zinc is also highly recommended. Chafing sometimes results from an acid condition of the stomach. In that case give a few doses of castoria. Colic. If an infant is seriously troubled with colic, there is nothing better than chamomile or catnip tea. Procure the leaves and make tea and give it as warm as the babe can bear. Feeding infants. 1. The best food for infants is mother's milk. Next best is cow's milk. Cow's milk contains about three times as much curd and one half as much sugar. And it should be reduced with two parts of water. 2. In feeding cow's milk there is too little cream and too little sugar. And there is no doubt no better preparation than melons food to mix it with according to directions. 3. 
children being fed or on food lacking fat generally have their teeth come late, their muscles will be flabby and bones soft. Children will be too fat when their food contains too much sugar. Sugar always makes their flesh soft and flabby. 4. During the first two months the baby should be fed every two hours during the day, and two or three times during the night, but no more. 10 or 11 feedings for 24 hours are all a child will bear and remain healthy. At three months the child may be fed every three hours instead of every two. 5. Children can be taught regular habits by being federal and put to sleep at the same time every day and evening. Nervous diseases are caused by irregular hours of sleep and diet, and the use of soothing medicines. 6. A child five or six months old should not be fed during the night from nine in the evening until six or seven in the morning as overfeeding causes most of the wakefulness and nervousness of children during the night. 7. If a child vomits soon after taking the bottle, and there is an appearance of undigested food in the spool, it is a sign of overfeeding. If a large part of the bottle has been vomited, avoid the next bottle at regular time and pass over one bottle. If the child is nursing the same principles apply. 8. If a child empties its bottle and sucks vigorously its fingers after the bottle is emptied, It is very evident that the child is not fed enough, and should have its food gradually increased. 9. Give the baby a little cold water several times a day. Infantile Convulsions Definition An infantile convulsion corresponds to a chill in an adult, and is the most common brain affection among children. Causes Anything that irritates the nervous system may cause convulsions in the child, as teething, indigestible food, worms, dropsy of the brain hereditary constitution, or they may be the accompanying symptom in nearly all the acute diseases of children, or when the eruption is suppressed in eruptive diseases, symptoms, in case of convulsions of a child parents usually become frightened, and very rarely do the things that should be done in order to afford relief, the child, previous to the fit, is usually irritable, and the twitching of the muscles of the face may be noticed, or it may come on suddenly without warning, the child becomes insensible, clenches its hands tightly, lips turn blue, and the eyes become fixed, usually frothing from the mouth with head turned back. The convulsion generally lasts 2 or 3 minutes, sometimes, however, as long as 10 or 15 minutes, but rarely. Remedy. Give the child a warm bath and rub gently. Clothes run out of cold water and applied to the lower and back part of the head and plenty of fresh air will usually relieve the convulsion. Be sure and loosen the clothing around the child's neck. After the convulsion is over, give the child a few doses of potassic bromide, and an injection of castor oil if the abdomen is swollen. Potassic bromide should be kept in the house, to use in case of necessity. Pains and ills in nursing. 1. Sore nipples. If a lady, during the latter few months of her pregnancy, were to adopt means to harden the nipples, sore nipples during the period of suckling would not be so prevalent as they are. 2. Cause. A sore nipple is frequently produced by the injudicious custom of allowing the child to have the nipple almost constantly in his mouth. Another frequent cause of a sore nipple is from the babe having the canker. Another cause of a sore nipple is from the mother. After the babe has been sucking, putting up the nipple wet, she, therefore, ought always to dry the nipple, not by rubbing, but by dabbing it with a soft cambric or lawn handkerchief or with a piece of soft linen rag one or the other of which ought always to be at hand every time directly after the child has done sucking, and just before applying any of the following powders or lotions to the nipple. 3. Remedies. 
One of the best remedies for a sore nipple is the following powder, take a borax, 1 dram, powdered starch, 7 drams, mix, a pinch of the powder to be frequently applied to the nipple, if the above does not cure, try glycerin by applying it each time after nursing, 4, gathered breast, a healthy woman with a well-developed breast and a good nipple, scarcely, if ever, has a gathered bosom, it is the delicate, the ill-developed breasted and worse-developed nippled lady who usually suffers from this painful complaint, and why, the evil can generally be traced to girlhood, if she be brought up luxuriously, her health and her breasts are sure to be weakened, and thus to suffer, more especially if the development of the bosoms and nipples has been arrested and interfered with by tight stays and corsets, why, the nipple is by them drawn in and retained on the level with the breast countersink as though it were of no consequence to her future well-being, as though it were a thing of not. 5. Tight lacers. Tight lacers will have to pay the penalties of which they little dream. Oh, the monstrous folly of such proceedings. When will mothers awake from their lethargy? It is high time that they did so. From the mother having no nipple. The effects of tight lacing. Many a home has been made childless the babe not being able to procure its proper nourishment, and dying in consequence, it is a frightful state of things, but fashion, unfortunately, blinds the eyes and deafens the ears of its votaries, 6, bad breast, a gathered bosom, or bad breast, as it is sometimes called, is more likely to occur after a first confinement and during the first month, great care, therefore, ought to be taken to avoid such a misfortune, A gathered breast is frequently owing to the carelessness of a mother in not covering her bosoms during the time she is suckling. Too much attention cannot be paid to keeping the breasts comfortably warm. This, during the act of nursing, should be done by throwing either a shawl or a square of flannel over the neck, shoulders, and bosoms. 7. Another cause. Another cause of gathered breasts arises from a mother sitting up in bed to suckle her babe. He ought to be accustomed to take the bosom while she is lying down, if this habit is not at first instituted, it will be difficult to adopt it afterwards, good habits may be taught a child from earliest babyhood, 8, faintness, when a nursing mother feels faint, she ought immediately to lie down and take a little nourishment, a cup of tea with the yolk of an egg beaten up in it, or a cup of warm milk, or some beef tea, any of which will answer the purpose extremely well, brandy or any other spirit we would not recommend, as it would only cause, as soon as the immediate effects of the stimulant had gone off, a greater depression to ensue, not only so, but the frequent taking of brandy might become a habit and necessity which would be a calamity deeply to be deplored. 9. Strong purgatives. Strong purgatives during this period are highly improper, as they are apt to give pain to the infant, as well as to injure the mother, if it be absolutely necessary to give physic. The mildest, such as a dose of castor oil, should be chosen. 10. Habitually costive. When a lady who is nursing is habitually costive, she ought to eat brown instead of white bread. This will, in the majority of cases, enable her to do without an appearant. The brown bread may be made with flour finely ground all one way, or by mixing one part of bran and three parts of fine wheat and flour together, and then making it in the usual way into bread. Treacle instead of butter. On the brown bread increases its efficacy as an appearant, and raw should be substituted for lump sugar in her tea. 11. To prevent constipation, stewed prunes, or stewed French plums, or stewed Normandy pippins, are excellent remedies to prevent constipation. The patient ought to eat, every morning, 
a dozen or fifteen of them. The best way to stew either prunes or French plums, is the following, put a pound of either prunes or French plums, and two tablespoonfuls of raw sugar, into a brown jar, cover them with water, put them into a slow oven, and stew them for three or four hours. Both stewed rhubarb and stewed pears often act as mild and gentle appearance. Muscatel raisins, eaten at dessert, will oftentimes without medicine relieve the bowels. 12. Cold water A tumbler full of cold water, taken early every morning, sometimes effectually relieves the bowels, indeed. Few people know the value of cold water as an appearance it is one of the best we possess, and, and like drug appearance, can never by any possibility do any harm. An injection of warm water is one of the best ways to relieve the bowels. 13. Well-cooked vegetables. Although a nursing mother ought, more especially if she be costive, to take a variety of well-cooked vegetables, such as potatoes, asparagus, cauliflower, French beans, spinach, stewed celery and turnips, she should avoid eating greens, cabbages, and pickles, as they would be likely to affect the babe, and might cause him to suffer from gripings from pain, and, looseness, of the bowels. 14. Supersede the necessity of taking physic. Let me again for it cannot be too urgently insisted upon strongly advise a nursing mother to use every means in the way of diet, etc. to supersede the necessity of taking physic opening medicine, as the repetition of appearance injures, and that severely, both herself and child. Moreover, the more opening medicine she swallows, the more she requires so that if she once gets into the habit of regularly taking physic, the bowels will not act without them. What a miserable existence to be always swallowing physic. Home lessons in nursing sick children. 1. Mismanagement. Every doctor knows that a large share of the ills to which infancy is subject are directly traceable to mismanagement. Troubles of the digestive system are, for the most part due to errors, either in the selection of the food or in the preparation of it. 2. Respiratory diseases. Respiratory diseases or the diseases of the throat and lungs have their origin, as a rule, in want of care and judgment in matters of clothing, bathing and exposure to cold and drafts. A child should always be dressed to suit the existing temperature of the weather. 3. Nervous diseases. Nervous diseases are often aggravated if not caused by overstimulation of the brain, by irregular hours of sleep, or by the use of soothing medicines or eating indigestible food. 4. Skin affections. Skin affections are generally due to want of proper care of the skin, to improper clothing or feeding, or to indiscriminate association with nurses and children, who are the carriers of contagious diseases. 5. Permanent injury. Permanent injury is often caused by lifting the child by one hand, allowing it to fall, permitting it to play with sharp instruments, etc. 6. Rules and Principles. Every mother should understand the rules and principles of home nursing. Children are very tender plants and the want of proper knowledge is often very disastrous if not fatal. Study carefully and follow the principles and rules which are laid down in the different parts of this work on nursing and cooking for the sick. 7. What a mother should know, by infant feeding, the care of milk, milk sterilization, care of bottles, preparation of commonly employed infant foods, the general principles of infant feeding with rules as to quality and frequency, i.i., bathing, the daily bath, the use of hot, cold and mustard baths, i.i.i., hygiene of the skin, care of the mouth, eyes and ears, ventilation, temperature, cleanliness, care of napkins, etc. iv. 
training of children in proper bodily habits, simple means of treatment in sickness, etc. 8. The cry of the sick child. The cry of the child is a language by which the character of its suffering to some extent may be ascertained. The manner in which the cry is uttered, or the pitch and tone is generally a symptom of a certain kind of disease. 9. Stomachache. The cry of the child in suffering with pain of the stomach is loud, excitable and spasmodic. The legs are drawn up and as the pain ceases, they are relaxed and the child sobs itself to sleep, and rests until awakened again by pain. 10. Lung trouble. When a child is suffering with an affection of the lungs or throat, it never cries loudly or continuously. A distress in breathing causes a sort of subdued cry and low moaning. If there is a slight cough it is generally a sign that there is some complication with the lungs. 11. Disease of the brain. In disease of the brain the cry is always sharp, short and piercing. Drowsiness generally follows each spasm of pain. 12. Fevers. Children rarely cry when suffering with fever unless they are disturbed. They should be handled very gently and spoken to in a very quiet and tender tone of voice. 13. The chamber of the sick room. The room of the sick child should be kept scrupulously clean. No noise should disturb the quiet and rest of the child. If the weather is mild, plenty of fresh air should be admitted. The temperature should be kept at about 70 degrees. A thermometer should be kept in the room, and the air should be changed several times during the day. This may be done with safety to the child by covering it up with woolen blankets to protect it from draft. While the windows and doors are open, Fresh air often does more to restore the sick child than the doctor's medicine. Take the best room in the house. If necessary take the parlor. Always make the room pleasant for the sick. 14. Visitors. Carefully avoid the conversation of visitors or the loud and boisterous playing of children in the house. If there is much noise about the house that cannot be avoided, it is a good plan to put cotton in the ears of the patient. 15. Light in the room. Light has a tendency to produce nervous irritability. Consequently it is best to exclude as much daylight as possible and keep the room in a sort of twilight until the child begins to improve. Be careful to avoid any odor coming from a burning lamp in the night. When the child begins to recover, give it plenty of sunlight. After the child begins to get better let in all the sunlight the windows will admit. Take a south room for the sick bed. 16. Sickness in summer. If the weather is very hot it is a good plan to dampen the floors with cold water or set several dishes of water in the room, but be careful to keep the patient out of the draft, and avoid any sudden change of temperature. 17. Bathing. Bathe every sick child in warm water once a day unless prohibited by the doctor. If the child has a spasm or any attack of a serious nervous character in absence of the doctor, place him in a hot bath at once. Hot water is one of the finest agencies for the cure of nervous diseases. 18. Scarlet fever and measles. Bathe the child in warm water to bring out the rash, and put in about a dessert spoonsful of mustard into each bath. 19. Drinks. If a child is suffering with fevers, let it have all the water it wants. Toast water will be found nourishing. When the stomach of the child is in an irritable condition, nourishments containing milk or any other fluid should be given very sparingly. Barley water and rice water are very soothing to an irritable stomach. 20. Food. Melons food and milk is very nourishing if the child will take it. Oatmeal gruel, white of eggs, etc. are excellent and nourishing articles. See, how to cook for the sick. 21. Eating fruit. Let children who are recovering from sickness eat moderately of good fresh fruit. Never let a child, whether well or sick, 
eat the skins of any kind of fruit. The outer covering of fruit was not made to eat, and often has poisonous matter very injurious to health upon its surface. Contagious and infectious diseases are often communicated in that way. 22. Sudden startings with the thumbs drawn into the palms, portend trouble with the brain, and often end in convulsions, which are far more serious in infants than in children. Convulsions in children often result from a suppression of urine. If you have occasion to believe that such is the case, get the patient to sweating as soon as possible. Give it a hot bath, after which cover it up in bed and put bags of hot salt over the lower part of the abdomen. 23. Symptoms of indigestion. If the baby shows symptoms of indigestion, do not begin giving it medicine. It is wiser to decrease the quantity and quality of the food and let the little one omit one meal entirely, that his stomach may rest. Avoid all starchy foods, as the organs of digestion are not sufficiently developed to receive them. A table for feeding a baby on modified milk. To de weak, top milk 1 1 2 ounces milk sugar 4 teaspoons barley gruel 10 ounces cream to 3 4 ounces lime water 2 ounces 1 1 2 ounces at feeding 10 times a day 3 de weak. Top milk 6 ounces milk sugar 5 1 2 teaspoons barley gruel 18. Ozline water 4 ounces 2 ounces at feeding 10 times a day 4th to 8th week. Top milk 9 ounces milk sugar 8 teaspoons barley gruel to make a quart line water 4 ounces 3 ounces at feeding 8 times a day 9th to 12th week. Top milk 11. Oz milk sugar 7 1 2 teaspoons barley gruel to make a quart line water 4 ounces 3 ounces at feeding 8 times a day 4th month. Top milk 13 ounces milk sugar 7 teaspoons barley gruel to make a quart line water 4 ounces 3 to 4 ounces at feeding 7 times a day 5th to 7th month. Top milk 15 ounces milk sugar 6 1 2 teaspoons barley gruel to make a quart line water 4 ounces 4 to 5 ounces at feeding 6 times a day 7th to 9th month. Top milk 17 ounces milk sugar 6 teaspoons barley gruel to make a quart line water 4 ounces 6 to 7 ounces at feeding 6 times a day top milk let your quart of milk stand until the cream has risen then pour off number of ounces required sugar of milk may be purchased at your local druggists gruel is prepared by cooking one level tablespoon of any good barley flour in a pint of water with a pinch of salt when partly cooled add to the milk nursing period first and to the day nursing in 24 hours for interval by day 6 hours night nursings 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., 1 period, 3 days to 4 weeks nursing in 24 hours, 10 interval by day, 2 hours night nursings 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., 1 period, 4 weeks to 2 m.o. nursing in 24 hours, 8 interval by day, 2 1 2 hours night nursings 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., 1 period, 2 to 5 m.o. nursing in 24 hours, 7 interval by day, 3 hours night nursings 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., 1 period, 5 to 12 m.o. Nursing in 24 hours, 6 interval by day, 3 hours night nursings 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., 0 schedule for feeding healthy infants during first year age, 2 d to 7th day interval between meals by day, 2 hours night feedings 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., 1 number of feedings in 24 hours, 10 quantity for 1 feeding, 1 to 1 1 2 ounces quantity in 24 hours, 10 to 15 ounces age, 2 d and 3 d week interval between meals by day, 2 hours night feedings 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., 1 number of feedings in 24 hours, 10 quantity for 1 feeding, 1, 1 to 2 3 ounces quantity in 24 hours, 15 to 30 ounces age, 4th and 5th weeks interval between meals by day, 
2 1 2 hours night feedings 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. 1 number of feedings in 24 hours, 8 quantity for 1 feeding, 2 1 2 2 4 ounces quantity in 24 hours, 20 to 32 ounces age, 6th to 9th week interval between meals by day, 2 1 2 hours night feedings 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. 1 number of feedings in 24 hours, 8 quantity for 1 feeding, 3 to 5 ounces quantity in 24 hours, 24 to 40 ounces age, 9th week to 5th mo. Interval between meals by day, 3 hours night feedings 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., 1 number of feedings in 24 hours, 7 quantity for 1 feeding, 4 to 6 ounces quantity in 24 hours, 28 to 42 ounces age, 5th to 9th month interval between meals by day, 3 hours night. Feedings 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., 0 number of feedings in 24 hours, 6 quantity for 1 feeding, 5 to 7 1 2 ounces quantity in 24 hours, 30 to 45 ounces age, 9th to 12th month interval between meals by day, 4 hours night feedings 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., 0. Number of feedings in 24 hours, 5 quantity for 1 feeding, 7 to 9 ounces quantity in 24 hours, 35 to 45 ounces how to keep a baby well. 1. The mother's milk is the natural food, and nothing can fully take its place. 2. The infant's stomach does not readily accommodate itself to changes in diet, therefore, regularity in quality, quantity and temperature is extremely necessary. 3. Not until a child is a year old should it be allowed any food except that of milk, and possibly a little cracker or bread, thoroughly soaked and softened. 4. Meat should never be given to very young children. The best artificial food is cream, reduced and sweetened with sugar and milk. No rule can be given for its reduction. Observation and experience must teach that, because every child's stomach is governed by a rule of its own. 5. A child can be safely weaned at one year of age, and sometimes less. It depends entirely upon the season, and upon the health of the child. 6. A child should never be weaned during the warm weather, in June, July or August. 7. When a child is weaned it may be given, in connection with the milk diet. Some such nourishment as broth, gruel, egg, or some prepared food. 8. A child should never be allowed to come to the table until 2 years of age. 9. A child should never eat much starchy food until 4 years old. 10. A child should have all the water it desires to drink, but it is decidedly the best to boil the water first, and allow it to cool. All the impurities and disease germs are thereby destroyed. This one thing alone will add greatly to the health and vigor of the child. 11. Where there is a tendency to bowel disorder, a little gum arabic, rice, or barley may be boiled with the drinking water. 12. If the child uses a bottle it should be kept absolutely clean. It is best to have two or three bottles, so that one will always be perfectly clean and fresh. 13. The nipple should be of black or pure rubber, and not of the white or vulcanized rubber, it should fit over the top of the bottle. No tubes should ever be used, it is impossible to keep them clean. 14. When the rubber becomes coated, a little coarse salt will clean it. 15. Babies should be fed at regular times. They should also be put to sleep at regular hours. Regularity is one of the best safeguards to health. 16. Milk for babies and children should be from healthy cows. Milk from different cows varies, and it is always better for a child to have milk from the same cow. A feral cow's milk is preferable, especially if the child is not very strong. 17. 
Many of the prepared foods advertised for children are of little benefit. A few may be good, but what is good for one child may not be for another. So it must be simply a matter of experiment if any of the advertised foods are used. 18. It is a physiological fact that an infant is always healthier and better to sleep alone. It gets better air and is not liable to suffocation. 19. A healthy child should never be fed in less than two hours from the last time they finished before, gradually lengthening the time as it grows older. At four months three one two or four hours, at five months a healthy child will be better if given nothing in the night except, perhaps, a little water. 20. Give an infant a little water several times a day. 21. A delicate child the first year should be oiled after each bath. The oiling may often take the place of the bath. In case of a cold. 22. In oiling a babe, use pure olive oil, and wipe off thoroughly after each application. For nourishing a weak child use also olive oil. 23. For colds, coughs, croup, etc. Use goose oil externally and give a teaspoonful at bedtime. How to preserve the health and life of your infant during hot weather. Bathing. 1. Bathe infants daily in tepid water and even twice a day in hot weather. If delicate they should be sponged instead of immersing them in water. But cleanliness is absolutely necessary for the health of infants. Clothing. 2. Put no bands in their clothing, but make all garments to hang loosely from the shoulders, and have all their clothing scrupulously clean, even the diaper should not be reused without rinsing. Sleep alone. 3. The child should in all cases sleep by itself on a cot or in a crib and retire at a regular hour. A child always early taught to go to sleep without rocking or nursing is the healthier and happier for it. Begin at birth and this will be easily accomplished. Cordials and soothing syrups. 4. Never give cordials, soothing syrups, sleeping drops etc. without the advice of a physician. A child that frets and does not sleep is either hungry or ill. If ill it needs a physician. Never give candy or cake to quiet a small child. They are sure to produce disorders of the stomach, diarrhea or some other trouble. Fresh air. 5. Children should have plenty of fresh air summer as well as winter. Avoid the severe hot sun and the heated kitchen for infants in summer. Heat is the great destroyer of infants. Clean houses. 6. Keep your house clean and cool and well aired night and day. Your cellars cleared of all rubbish and whitewashed every spring. Your drains clean with strong solution of copperas or chloride of lime. Pour down them once a week. Keep your gutters and yards clean and insist upon your neighbors doing the same. Evacuations of a child. The healthy motion varies from light orange yellow to greenish yellow. In number. Two to four times daily. Smell should never be offensive. Slimy mucus like jelly passages indicate worms. Pale green. Offensive. Acrid motions indicate disordered stomach. Dark green indicate acid secretions and a more serious trouble. Fetid dark brown stools are present in chronic diarrhea. Puddy like pasty passages are due to arenity curdling the milk or to torpid liver. Breast milk. 7. Breast milk is the only proper food for infants until after the second summer. If the supply is small keep what you have and feed the child in connection with it. For if the baby is ill this breast milk may be all that will save its life. Sterilized milk. 8. Milk is the best food, goat's milk best, cow's milk next. If the child thrives on this nothing else should be given during the hot weather, until the front teeth are cut. Get fresh cow's milk twice a day if the child requires food in the night. Pour it into a glass fruit jar with one-third pure water for a child under three months old. 
Afterwards the proportion of water may be less and less. Also a trifle of sugar may be added. Then place the jar in a kettle or pan of cold water. Like the bottom of an oatmeal kettle. Leave the cover of the jade.